All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt and Jake here. Yes, uh, almost forgot my name. Yeah. So we are doing Torah portions today, and we're glad that you came along to join us. And uh, so we're going to take a look at it, this uh, Torah portion, week 12. And what do you say here? Uh, I say here, Vayeki. Vayeki. Yes. And he lived. Yes. And this is how we talk Torah. Vayeki. Vayeki. Genesis 47, 28 through 50, of verse 2. And once again, we're talking about Joseph. And um, so you see this image of Joseph reuniting with his father. And we might have used that last time too, but it still seems to fit because it was still in the middle of the story. That's so, all we're talking about, Joseph. So in this story, we're going to talk today about, I guess it could be controversial, but 153 mm. fish. So how does 153 fish have anything to do with Joseph, Ephraim, and Manasseh? Well, well, let's read Genesis 48. So once 14. you read that, Jake, Genesis 48, 14 through 16, something, yes, 16. It's through 16. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon the head of Ephraim, who was the younger, and his left hand upon the head of Manasseh, crossing his hands, for Manasseh was the firstborn. And he blessed Joseph and said, The Elohim before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the Elohim who has led me all my life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads, and in them let my name be uh, perpetuated, and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. So, you guys heard it, right? All the fish he's yes, talking about? Fish. He said there's 153 fish, and you catch them all. That's right. That's... Catch them all like Pokemon. So, um, <laughs> girl, <laughs> Jake did that, I'm sure. Did you catch Pokemon? False. No? I was never <laughs> Beats, a Pokemon. Battlestar. Galactica, something. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this word multitude, um, it, it is an interesting term because clearly you talk about animals and multitudes, right? You know, you can talk about fish and birds. And just yesterday I saw this giant mass of birds. I don't know what you call it, like a school of fish, but it was a school of birds, blackbirds flying in the air. A and flock? They, a flock of birds. A flock of, yes, flock of a seagulls? Flock of, yes, a flock of birds. And so, yeah, so, but it was like this mass and it looked just like a school of fish and it was almost like its own entity in itself. And it was mes mesmerizing. I was like, oh, I got to pay attention to driving. So, yeah. But, but definitely multitude is a lot of, lot of things together. And so there, that goes back to the promise to Abraham about the sand of the seashore. And uh, so some translations and some versions, especially if you go look at, uh, Jewish rabbi sources, they will go ahead and translate this into uh, fish. Right. So they will just go ahead and call it proliferate abundantly like As fish. Like fish, right. <clears throat> so so we put some leaks here. Um, and it says Jake C. Link. That was homework for Jake. But, yes. Um, so, and it goes back to the John story uh, with Yeshua with the boat and the fish. So... Um, so we're going to kind of look at some some places in scripture that talk that tie people to fish. So let's just start here. Sure. Uh, Jeremiah 16, verse 16. Behold, I will send for many fishers, says Yahweh, and they shall fish them. And after will I send for many hunters and they shall hunt them from every mountain and every hill and out of the holes of the rocks. You think this is a good hunting, happy hunting? Mm, I mean, I'm happy when I'm hunting. <laughs> so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So, but you know, this is an example of uh, tying fish to men. Right. This is a a fishmen situation. And once again, it is not new. When Yeshua says, "I'm going to make you fishers of men," it wasn't a new concept. And I think a lot of times we, if you don't know what the front of the book says, you don't understand that when he talks about that, it wasn't anything new. It wasn't anything people hadn't heard before. Right. So. Um, that's important. And then in Ezekiel 26, um, I'll read through 4 here, 26, 1 through 4, out of the King James, And it came to pass in the eleventh year and the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, because that Tyrus hath said against Jerusalem, Ah, she's broken. <laughs> and so first off, all the way through here, I keep having this little Scottish man speaking <laughs> in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> so You're a Scottish man at heart. I guess. Um, anyway, she's broken that it was the gates of the people. She's turned on to me. I shall be replenished. Now she is laid waste. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I'm against thee, O Tyrus, and will cause many nations to come up against thee as the sea causes his waves to come up. And... And they shall be destroyed. They shall destroy the walls of Tyrus and break down her towers. I will also scrape her dust from her and make her like the top of a rock. That's we don't understand slams <laughs> like that. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> if you went to someone and said, "I'm going to scrape the dust from you and make you like the top of a rock," <laughs> they'd go, "I have no idea if that's a good thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> Are you helping me? I don't get it. I don't know." All right, I'll continue. Is that, is yeah. That okay. It shall be a place for the spreading of nets in the midst of the sea, for I have spoken it, says Yahweh Elohim. And it shall come, it shall become a spoil to the nations, and her daughters which are in the field shall be slain by the sword, and they shall know that I am Yahweh. For thus says Yahweh Elohim, Behold, I will bring upon Tyrus Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, a king of kings. Ooh, interesting verbiage there. From the north with horses and with chariots and with horsemen and companies and much people. He shall slay with the sword thy daughters in the field, and he shall make a fort against thee and cast him out against thee and lift up the buckler against buckler. thee. If only they would swash them bucklers. Yes. So once you keep on going there. And he shall slay with the sword. Oh, yeah. Lift up the buckler against thee. Verse 9 here. And he shall set engines of war against thy walls. Engines. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Weird translation you got there. It says it's King James. Yeah. And with his axes, he shall break down the, thy towers. By reason of the abundance of his horses, their dust shall cover thee. Thy walls shall shake at the noise of the horsemen and of the wheels and of the chariots. When he shall enter into thy gates as men enter into a city wherein is made a breach. All right, you go ahead. With the hoofs of his horses shall he tread down the streets. He shall slay the people by sword, and thy strong garrison shall go to the ground. And they shall make a spoil of the riches and shall make a prey of the merchandise. And they shall break down thy walls and destroy thy pleasant houses. And thy shall lay the stones and timber and (laughs) dust in the midst of the water. And I will cause the noise of thy songs to cease, and the sound of harps shall be no more heard. Okay, kind of makes me go back to the, what you said about the Grinch. Yeah. And I will make thee like the top of a rock. Thou, so ding, ding, here it is, where this is the part we really want to talk about. Uh, thou shall be a place to spread nets upon, and shall be built no more. For I, the Lord, have spoken. I saith the Lord God. Thus saith 
um, Yahuwah or Yahweh Tataris shall not the isles make at the sound of thy fall when the wounded cry when the slaughter is made in the midst of thee? Question mark. So he's gonna spread these nets and cast them out. And then as he so yeah so the 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 point I will go back there you know it, it it's interesting you know you've got these nets and so why do you use nets? I mean most people use nets to catch fish. Yes. At least in this time, they were doing a lot of net fishing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so then Ezekiel 29 goes on, uh, to, and so once you read 29.4 there, But I will put hooks in thy jaws, and I will cause the fish of thy rivers to stick to your scales, and will bring you up out of the midst of the rivers, and all the fish of thy rivers shall stick to your scales. And Ezekiel 29.5 says, And I will leave thee thrown into the wilderness, thee and all the fish of the rivers. Thou shalt fall upon open fields. Thou shalt not be brought together nor gathered. I have given thee meat to the beast of the field and the fowls of heaven. Which, that doesn't sound very good. No. I don't want to be that meat. But again, it's this uh, comparison of the fish being brought up out of the river, the fish being people. Yes, fish being people. Ezekiel 47, 9, And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth whithersoever, the river shall come, shall live, and there shall be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither, for they shall be healed, and everything shall live withereth the river cometh. <laughs> this flows off the tongue. I, yeah. Now you read 47, 10. Okay, and it shall come to pass that the fishers shall stand upon it, from Engedi even unto En Egalim, and they shall be a place to spread forth nets. Their fish shall be according to their kinds, as the fish of the great sea, exceeding many. So this is uh, you have the multitude of fish, right? Just like the multitude that we read in Genesis, mm -hmm. right? That uh, he was talking about, and got lots of net talk, lots fish of, talk, yes. People or the fish here. And this Engedi and Eneglam, there's some, some deeper meaning in that too. If you can go look at the the Strong's, mm -hmm. like the Hebrew. So now we're going to put it all together. And so if you're not familiar, we didn't really break down the Genesis, the, the John story, but most people are familiar where, you know, this is after the resurrection and uh, the disciples. Well, I don't know if it was all the disciples, but a portion of them are in a boat and they're fishing. And um, if you watch, there's a link in here later to like a Jim Staley teaching where he explains it. And he's got a good visual on this. But, you know, they'd been fishing and they cast their nets all night long on the same side because they had a technique where they pushed the fish to that side of the boat which I had never heard of until Jim Staley, you know, brought that up. And Yeshua comes on, he's like, but they don't recognize him. And he's like, hey, you guys should try on the other side. And so this rando yeah. walks across and tells them how to fish. And I'm sure they were like, who, what? But they do it. I, you know, I imagine yeah. they looked at each other and they're like, Psh, whatever. We've tried all night over here. I guess we should try that. Let's give it a try. Yeah. And so they do. And what happens? They catch all this fish and how much their fish? nets, 153 fish to be exact, and their their nets are like breaking. So that's where this 153 came to place. And so a lot of people, you can go research that this 153 represents the fullness of the nations, and which comes all the way back to this story with Ephraim and Nasser representing the fullness of the nations. Right. 
So, and then you've got the scripture. Would you read the scripture in Romans eleven twenty two? Consider, therefore, the kindness and sternness of Elohim, sternness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. And if they do not persist in unbelief, they will be grafted in, for Elohim is able to graft them in again. After all, if you were cut out of an olive tree that is wild by nature and contrary to, the, to nature gra were grafted into a cultivated olive tree, how much more readily will these, the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? Ooh. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah, this is a very important verse for, for so many reasons. It ties into so many things. Uh, the whole realizing your Israel thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And obviously this, uh, you know, the multitudes and all, all that. Just Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it. that's a good one. All right, and then, so as we continue, you have, oh, I do have the story here. So There it is. Um, ooh, I can't decide where to put us. So we're just kind of, we kind of already went down. So we need to clarify. So it's Simon, Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, the sons of Zebedee, which is an awesome name. Zebedee. And two other disciples. So it doesn't name the other so four guys. So I guess they weren't the ones writing it. So yeah, like uh, two other guys. So, um, and so Simon Peter was, it was kind of leading the charge and this happens in the morning. And uh, so, so this, this line right here is key. The disciples didn't realize it was Jesus. So, I mean, it is. Uh, interesting that you know it is this ran at this point in the story it's just random as, far guy. as they know yeah. like, hey going over there so and then um and then simon peter realizes it and you know he jumps out of the boat which is interesting um, because it's it kind of shows that uh uh one way to look at the that is that you can get a message from yahweh that you don't even realize is coming from him. It's it's mm, good you, point. You good you're point. it's it's testing the the word that's brought to you from a stranger, right? It's mm. okay. Mm -hmm. I'll cast my net over there, and will it happen or won't it? You know. Yeah. And it, well, and then it makes you think of that scripture where it talks about some have entertained angels and they didn't know. Not that Yeshua yeah. is an angel, but you know, he is a messenger of, yeah. of sorts. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a whole interesting side discussion for sure. Yeah. And so they halt, you know, they, they realize who it is and he's prepared a place. He's got some food. He's got fish on it. He's got some bread. Uh, lots of analogies between the fish and the people and the, him being the bread. And uh, he's preparing this meal, uh, breakfast, fish and bread. Yeah, so, I think this mm -hmm. is funny too in verse uh, 7 there. Uh, <laughs> when Simon Peter heard him say, it is the master. He wrapped his outer garment around him because he had taken it off and jumped it into the and jumped into the water. Mm -hmm. I just think that's funny. Mm -hmm. It's like covering when, up. Yeah, when like when I had read this before, it was like, why? So why do they fish naked? I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure why they're doing that. <laughs> well, maybe he had his undergarments on, but the, as the outer garment. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was hot, and it was like, you know, like how guys sometimes take the shirts off when they get hot and sweaty. Maybe it was one of those kinds of things. I don't know. But, you know, he asked them to bring more fish, and so um, so he brings them the fish, and it specifically names 153. 
And uh, so, so there's definitely a reason why these, these fish are numbered and named here. So, yes, and we tend to think that it has some tie-in to the Torah portion. That's right. That's right. So, but we just put the text in there so you could see what we were referring to. And so let's go back to um, Ephraim and Manasseh. So, um, so in, in 11, it, it, um, it says, Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face again. And now Yahuwah has allowed me to see your children too. Then Joseph removed them from Israel's knees and bowed down with his face to the ground. And Joseph took both of them, Ephraim on his right towards Israel's left hand, and Manasseh on the left towards Israel's right hand, and brought them close to him. But Israel reached out his right hand and put it on Ephraim's head. And though he was the younger, crossing his arms, he put the left hand on Manasseh's head, and though Manasseh was the firstborn. So, so you have this whole thing in the story before about their fishing on the left side of the boat. Is mm -hmm. that right? And so, and then he tells them to throw on the right side of the boat. And, the, and so, you know, you got this whole left and right thing in that story too, which ties into this. So would you read the 15, 16 here? Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the Elohim before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked faithfully, the Elohim who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has delivered me from all harm, may he bless these boys. May they be called by my name. And the names of my father, Abraham and Isaac, and may they increase greatly on earth. Uh, Which is also very much like any time the animal, during creation, you see this language about right. the animals. May they increase and proliferate. Right. So when Joseph saw his father placing his right hand on Ephraim's head, he was displeased. So he took hold of his father's hand to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. Joseph said to him, no, my father, this, is, this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said... I know, my son, I know. He too will become a people, and he too will become great. Nevertheless, his younger brother will be greater than he, he, and his descendants will become a group of nations. He blessed them that day and said, In your name will Israel pronounce this blessing. May Elohim make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. So he put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. Which I guess we kind of read this twice. but Well, we did 14 through 16, yeah. mm -hmm. and then we're just kind of yeah. bringing it back full circle. Yeah. So definitely this interesting uh, blessing here. And then, so, you know, he's going to harvest this multitude of fish. Um, and so there's this net uh, that he's cast. Um, and then uh, it, it goes on and, you, well, we're going back to Genesis here. In Genesis 12, it says, Yahuwah said to Abram, Go from your country to the people in your father's household to the land I'm going to show you. I'm going to make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I'll make your name great. You'll be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. Whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Which we see the Joseph story, basically, that this is a fulfillment of that. Yeah. So Because everyone came to Egypt to be blessed. Yeah, it's an example of that Joseph. for sure. Yeah. And so, and so the side of the right side of the boat could represent mercy and blessings. So I got to get a drink. What else you got here? And Elohim will say, you are the sons of the living Elohim. So it's a, a showing of them coming back to the obedience of his commands and living in the land of Israel, right? So mm -hmm. the blessing and cursing, uh, Ebal and Gerizim, you know, it's... Uh, bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you, kind of thing. Yeah. All coming kind of full circle. 
And then when you take a look at um, the Strongs on Manasseh and Ephraim, do, how do you say that? Manasseh and Ephraim. Ephraim. And so uh, what's interesting is Manasseh means causing to forget. And then Ephraim, you know, most people translate this as, um, you know, fruitful, doubly fruitful. Double ash heap. Yes. That's double what most people would say. Yep. So causing you to forget and being blessed abundantly. Mm-hmm. So, and then Jeremiah thirty eighteen. would you read that one? Which is funny, oh. real quick, because uh, when you tie it into the prodigal son, it's the Manasseh character in that that's like, feels forgotten, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I just think that's interesting. Yeah, well, he, he forgot the ways of his father and then feels forgotten and returns to his father and is welcomed back. Well, Manasseh is the one that stays. Ephraim is the one that goes out and comes back, right? I would say that the older brother represents Judah. Yes. Yeah. And then that. Which one is older? Um, Ephraim. Ephraim is the right hand, so he's the younger one. Yeah. Well, I, I think a, I think the prodigal son story may represent both Ephraim and Manasseh. Yes. At the same time. Yes. And and so um, so he, he does represent. That's kind of interesting. You said that. You know, he he forgets. And then he is blessed later. Um, but, you know, and I, I feel like in the prodigal son story, it's uh, the older brother in this story who was Joseph's older brother was jo- Judah. Yeah. And, um, and, and he is annoyed that he stayed here, followed the rules. He stayed in his father's yeah, house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then he yeah. feels forgotten because yeah. he's only going after Ephraim mm-hmm. who... who rejoins basically yeah. yeah it's like it, it ties back to the other story of the shepherd going to go get the one lost sheep and yeah. leaving the 99 behind yeah and he feels you know uh, jilted by that yeah which i think is exactly what we see happening in the world today and about how you know like somebody told my wife one day you know when 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 they were doing some work for this lady and she was talking about you know what do you guys believe what do you do and i think this lady came from a jewish perspective and she's like so wait a minute all the jewish people hate you and all the christians don't like you either like you're in a you're in a bad spot <laughs> so you know it is kind of like that sometimes and yeah when we see that today and and we do believe that the story that we're learning about is 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 a prophet is prophetic of what we'll see in the end time, where the two houses are going to be reunited, and and that's the that's the positive side of the, pro, the prodigal son story. Yeah. So this is Jeremiah three eighteen. In those days, the house of Judah shall walk with the house of Israel, and they shall come together out of the land of the north to the land that I have given for an inheritance unto your fathers. And then I have a link. Um, Rob Skiba goes into detail, and you can click on that link um, as well. Uh, I make these PowerPoints live. They're clickable on sabbathlounge.com. There's a section called Torah Portions, and you can get to all this if you ever want to go down that. Uh, you can do it. Um, so we'll move on. And so this, this, this symbology when he does this. So Jake, tell us, what, what do you think that symbolizes? Uh you may want us to say Tav here yes. because it's yes. the, the shape of the Tav, right? Yeah. Tav is a picture of two cross sticks. Sticks were placed to show a person they had arrived at a special place. X marks the spot, you might say. Mm-hmm. The sticks yeah. are used as a reminder of an agreement between two people. 
So kind of like a covenant. Almost like a mark or yes. a sign mm -hmm. or a covenant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so it is interesting. You get this whole dialogue where Joseph is uh, disturbed by this. He's like, whoa, dad, no, 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 no. Yeah, he's not he's seeing like, the bigger confused. picture here. He's like, <laughs> you crazy old man. I know, he's like, how do, how do you mess that up, dad? All you had to do was that, but you yeah. do this. No, I know you're blind, but come on. Yeah. So the children, um, the children forgetting Ephraim, uh, the children, the hope of return, knowing that ultimately uh, that home is somewhere else. Messiah's right hand on Ephraim, the sign of the cross, the mighty right hand bringing the tribes back, the northern kingdom. Israel is saying, one who struggles with God is struggling not to forget who he is, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. So, and then Je Jeremiah sixteen fifteen says, I will send fishermen. So once again, this tie into the concept of people being fish. Yeah. Hebrews 11. These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been, a mi been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to return, to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly. Wherefore, Elohim is not ashamed to be called their Elohim, for he has prepared for them a city. Amen. You know, and, and, and this has so many ties to the world today. You know, how many people have been so tied up and patriotic movements? You know, I'm just going to say it. You know, a lot of people in our movement are tied up in the patriotic thing. And, you know, you go, wait a minute, we're, we're not, you know, this country is uh, that it's we, not our country, we live yeah. in. Yeah, it says right here. And then Hebrews 11 is a great example. We're just passing through here. We're sojourners. We are strangers in the land. And if we're not strangers in the land, then we're probably not doing something right. Yeah. You know, and, and that is one of those things early before Torah I, I would look at those scriptures and I'd be like, wait a minute, aliens and strangers. What does that mean? I remember as a kid going, first off, when you're a kid, you're like, aliens? Yeah. Ooh, Area 51? Yeah. What? Roswell? Yeah. What's he talking about? You yeah. know, Let's that, find more of that language. Yes. I was like, oh, I didn't know they talked about aliens in the Bible. I'm in. <clears throat> so definitely I didn't understand what, what those terms mean, but I knew that they were weird. And then once I understood them, I was like, wait a minute, we don't really look different than the world. But yeah. when you come in this walk, you start looking different. A little bit different. So in a lot of ways. But, you know, uh, just just interesting that we're talking about all this and, and, and the world has gone mad. So, it's gone mad. That's right. And we, in this one, um, so I always want to call, I always want to say it wrong. Uh, and so all week long, I... Um, so you've oh. been practicing. Let's yes, hear what you did. <laughs> and so I want to say like Habakkuk. Yes, that's perfect. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I always, thinking I always say it. Yeah, I always say it like very aggressively. Habakkuk. Yes. I kind of say it like that. Yeah. Just because it's so K is a very harsh sound. Yeah. K is harsh. Yeah. And so 115 says, he brings all of them up with a hook. He drags them out with his net. He gathers them in his dragnet, and he rejoices and is glad. So once again, you see fish. Fish are people. Yeah. In this. Oh, 
Now you've done it. I didn't it. mean to go there. So that does go to a live link there. And so I think we already read that. So, you know, so yeah. once again, you've got this concept fish of fish. Hunters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah 16, 10. So fishers. Um, he will send many fishers. They shall fish them. He's talking about these men that he's pulling out of the river. Not the river, but. And so the sons of Elohim in 153. So, you know, we're going to kind of uh, take you down this path to kind of help you understand where people tie in 153. So uh, people uh, do say that the sons of 153 represent the sons of Elohim. And so that's something I think you're going to have to kind of go study on your own. I don't right, because there's time so to, many to opinions on this number. We're going to give you a couple thoughts on it. And, uh, but really, you know, everyone has their own opinion on it. And it's right here. This uh, Sons of the Living God, El Ben, I don't know. We, we would bring it up here again. But yeah. And then there's Hosea 7, and that'll take you right to... Um, well, I guess we can look at that Hosea 7. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what um, what I was doing there, but we'll move on. <laughs> and so Read it. so there's a lot of links here. There's a link to Tom Bradford uh, where he talks about this concept, Melohai Goahim. Um, and then there's a link to Jim Staley. If you click this, this is where we got this from. And if you break down this term that's used, um, it, it breaks down into the number 153. Right. This is the um, from the Fisher story that I am Elohim. And um, it's, he goes into this idea of, uh, are you going to, you're, you're doing what you think what the what the world would say, what your uh, own flesh would say, is a good direction to catch fish, right? He said he'd send them out and make them fishers of men. Well, they had, so we want to go out and be fishers of men. Mm -hmm. So we're like, under my power, with my understanding of fishing, I'm going to go fish men. And there's a method. There's a way we do this. We do it the same way every time. Yeah, you know, the guys show up with the boats and they push the fish here, and we cast our nets over here. We never cast our nets over there because the fish are always right here. Yeah. Well, right now I'm kind of seeing it this way is, so we have our altar calls and we got thousands of people, mm, just millions of people project. claiming to be Christians. And yet you see the direction our country's headed mm -hmm. and it's not really in a biblical direction. It's, so we're doing all the things man knows to do to, to catch these fish when really it's, it's Yahweh that's going to bring the fish in a way that we don't really maybe understand mm -hmm. and going against uh, maybe what man says to do. Yeah. The conventional so, wisdom. So that's real. That's really good because you know, they were going against tradition when they did that. Mm -hmm. So that's a great tie in definitely worth looking into and studying. So, so, you know, the, the point of what we're trying to do here is, you know, go, go research this and look it up more. You know, this concept of the 153 fish, there's a lot of links that, uh, I don't know where to put us. There's a lot of links here to go check out. And so I'll make this live and available on Sabbath lounge. Um, if you Google Sabbath lounge, you'll find us there. You'll find the link to Torah portions and this, this will be there. So, yeah. 
Um, but just encourage you to go check these things out on your own and don't believe them just because, you know, we said it. You know, um, go find out, research, read your Bible. Do your own homework. Yep. yep. All those. All those nifty phrases. Trying to think. Is there I anything had, else? I feel like I had something else to add in here. Uh, just that this phrase here, Meloha Goyim, is a, uh, it's the um, fullness of the Gentiles, right? So that's a bringing in of the whole idea of how that applies to the Torah portion and the 153. It's uh, bringing in this idea of that multitude that, that Yahweh is promising to bring to him as a bringing in the fullness of the Gentiles. And then the uh, uh, the other one with the fish. We remember we looked at something that was saying that a guy studied out and determined there were 153 species mm -hmm. of fish, um, and so that um, that kind of sounds like if if that's true. I mean, I'm not out there counting them, so how do I really know? But if that indeed was the case, that uh, there's 153 species of fish and they catch 153 fish, it's it's the idea of representing everybody, mm -hmm. you know, all the nations, mm -hmm. all the people uh, have this chance to be caught in this net by the fishers of men, basically. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. And like I said, we're not claiming to be experts. Uh, we're not trying to be the guy or the guys. Uh, yeah. We are just students like you studying this out and... We've, we've gone down this uh, trail a little bit of the fish, and it's it's kind of an interesting tie-in. So yeah. um, definitely think it's worth checking out and, and further study. Um, but as always, we appreciate you stopping by and um, listening, giving us some time. And uh, we just ask you to continue to look for these tour portions. We've gotten a little bit behind, but if you watch this next year, it probably watch you know it'll be at the right time. Yeah. So if we're all still here, that's if right. We're still out on the internet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we just pray that this is a blessing to you and your family. And it, it, we do appreciate if you would share it with people that you know and love. And um, just let us know if you have any other questions or things that you'd like us to talk about. But um, yep. all right. This is Sabbath Lounge signing off. See you later. Out.